0: too fresh, fresh. Fresh podcast. I'm your host, Mr. GQ. And we are back, and I have a special treat for y'all. I have somebody that y'all have seen on many uh, TV shows and movies. He's been in the game for 30-plus years, the one and only Mr. Sean Baker. Peace, Hi. peace. How you doing, brother? All right, man. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, man, thank you for being here. It's much appreciated, of course. Of it's course. all good. How's your day been going?
1: Blessed, man. Any day above ground is a, is a wonderful day. You That's right. I mean? Somebody didn't make it, so I'm thankful for every second hell yeah you know <laughs> man I'm, I'm i'm so glad to have you here
0: bro i got a, a lot of questions uh different people gave me some questions to ask you <laughs> yeah it's like
1: the s.a.t's
0: or something <laughs> <laughs> so yeah man um let me see what's been going on last episode we had uh it's pretty good shout out to my homeboy q uh we had man talk mainly a lot of about women, stuff right. like that, All you know, right. it was pretty good. We did a lot of clowning. All Speaking right. of him, we'll get into it. Um, have you ever had like a buddy talk to you and like about a girl that like he hit or he's talking to and he shows you a picture of her and she's just ugly as hell? <laughs> uh no that's <laughs> never i can't speak on that <laughs> that's happened. never happened that's happened a few times to me it's happened a few times yeah may speak on that one I so my homeboy q one. was on here last week and he was talking about a girl that he met online and he was like yo she was an alcoholic mm. like she he bought like a bottle of like champagne okay and she drunk it all they went out to eat mm. and the more she drunk the more she started opening up and like she told him that she uh, was a stripper mm. and he was like alright that's that's cool and then the more she was drinking she told him that she did porn mm. and it was like alright so he said the girl's porn name and all that and then a couple of days ago I thought about it I was like let me see what this girl looks like and, oh, man, I texted him. I was like, hey, bro, she did you a favor by getting drunk mm. and not giving you none because she was ugly as hell. Wow. Yes. Yeah. That's that's rough on that. Yeah. yeah and that's, on that one. that's been happening to me a lot. Like, my little buddies be like, oh, yeah, man, this girl, this girl. And I see a picture. And I'm like, what the hell was you thinking, dog? You can't be that
1: desperate. Right, right. Well, yeah. said, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? Yeah. So. Oof. <laughs> Whew. you know, especially when people you know get that that sauce in them. Yeah, everything starts to look real good. So. Well, he said he was sober. Okay. I, yeah. Well, I guess it's different levels of sober, right? Yeah.
0: And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, and that girl was a porn star. Or like, jeez. Wow. Geez. wow. But, yeah, but bless her heart. Yeah. And bless his heart too, yeah, man. Drink,
1: drink responsibly. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> responsibly for real.
0: It's wild. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, you know how NBA players, like, they'll fly, like, girls out to games and stuff like that? Uh-huh. I wonder if, well, I'm pretty sure WNBA players fly, like, chicks out to see them. But I was wondering if WNBA players fly dudes out, like, hey, I want you to come see me play. Mm. You ever think about that? Uh I haven't, not to this second. <laughs> <laughs> Did so you pose a question? No, I never I my, never thought. About it. One thing
1: about me, my mind thought.
0: is is different. I mean, yeah, I think definitely. about yeah. off the wall no, stuff. That's
1: a that's a good that's a good question though. Good point. Um no, I never I never thought about it, but uh, have you talked to any W uh WNBA or w, What is it? WNBA. Uh, yeah, well, WNBA, but the the women.
0: No, I no, I never met none of personally.
1: Oh, okay. Did you find you never find where you able to find out from any that, no, you but should get one of them on your show. I will. And ask that question. That would be the top question. The first question. Yeah.
0: And if any WNBA players want to fly me out, right. I will definitely go to a game. I'll cheer. Hey, that's my boo. I'll be <laughs> a cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. No I want to give a shout-out, a big, huge shout-out to my home state, Kentucky. Kentucky. Because wow. we got Matt Bevin, the governor, we got him out. So we have a new um, governor, a- uh, Andy Bashir. Okay. So uh, Kentucky, we're a red state Republican. Wow. So now we're blue. We got Democrat in the building, okay. and that's that's, that's huge. Look for y'all. Yeah, that is huge. Like we didn't know. We thought we was gonna be uh, we were gonna be stuck with Bevin for another term, but they got out. They voted. They made it count. So congratulations. Okay. How's, I every, how's everybody feeling about that though? A yeah. lot of people are happy about it. You know it's, okay. it's good. You know a lot of people supported Bevin. Like the day before the election, okay. Trump came out to Kentucky to support Bevin. They had a big, huge rally. Nice. It didn't do no good though. Right, right, right. So congratulations, uh, my hometown. All right, I'm proud of y'all. Good job. But he was doing like um, they were doing like a lot of stuff like cutting back like the for the teachers and stuff mm. like that. The teachers going on strike and man. yeah, yeah. That's
1: crazy, man. We gotta support teachers and, mm-hmm. and, and the arts and education is key that's right i mean if we don't have great teachers and educators you know i I always feel like um you know children and young people are our most precious natural resource and what you put in is what you're going to get out so you definitely anything that you can do for education and for teachers most important that's right you know
0: and next thing we got to do we have to get uh mitch mcconnell we got to get him at office working on him yeah he's next (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah okay you got a campaign going or
0: what uh the whole state really has a campaign against him okay yeah so right. he he's next all right you got to get some of them people on your show spearheaded you know i don't I mean, I mean there's an open invite you know i don't discriminate they probably won't come on but hey if y'all want to come you on never know they might be listening right now brother you yeah never know. y'all can come on we can go back and forth and we can do it no doubt Who's but that? man, I'm so I'm so glad that you are here. Man, so, appreciate it. Sean, he's been on many TV shows and movies that we've seen. But first off, man, brother, tell me where are you from?
1: Uh, born and raised in New York City. And uh, what part of New York? I was born in Bronx, Lebanon, boogie down. Shout out to uh, okay. Shout out to the Bronx and uh, all of New York City. But uh, born in the Bronx and raised up in Harlem and Queens Village. Um, went to East Harlem Performing Arts on 100th street and first avenue matter of fact i don't even think that school is there anymore i don't think that school is there anymore he saw him performing arts and then i went to uh laguardia high school for music and the performing arts the quote-unquote fame school okay but uh yeah that's that's my stomping ground new york city and then i moved out to la in the early 90s to get into film and tv i had done a lot of theater in new york and just was ready to make that jump and leap and uh and made it happen I've been I've been really blessed and fortunate you know did Martin Living Single played a Jamaican on Living Single okay hold team. on hold on hold on. Yeah. We, 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 we gonna get into that yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like show holy hold on hold on but yeah yeah definitely I've been I've been really blessed and fortunate so thank you everybody too for supporting me over the years and giving me love people are always really cool about stuff so yeah hell yeah so what got you into acting well, I was told, I think I actually would remember, but I uh, was kind of introverted as a kid, really shy, kind of introverted. And my mother, God rest her soul, she made a transition in 1996 from complications of cancer, breast cancer specifically. Peace peace. Thank you, brother. And, um, you know, just introduced me and my, my family to the arts, basically, to, uh, for me specifically to kind of get my myself out of my shell uh, from being so introverted. So, you know, I was introduced to music and dance and poetry and, you know, acting, you know, art, you know, painting, and, and uh, you know, acting just stuck for me, and dance and music is just kind of stuck. It was always music and, and poetry and stuff in the house when I was growing up, and um, I saw my first Broadway show when I was about eight, seven years, eight eight years old, was Gregory Hines, Late late Gregory Hines, in a show called Coming Up Town, he played Scrooge, and when I saw him on that stage, man, I was rocked. I was like, yo, that's that's exactly what I want to do. I kind of knew at that point. So just can continue to my, hone my craft and um, study at uh, Bernie Johnson's Cultural Art Center in Queens, New York. And uh, a lot of people know, um, I don't know if you know Michael Peters, he choreographed the beat. Yeah, it, yeah, know, and, he did a lot of stuff yeah, for uh, thriller, Michael Jackson. A lot of stuff for Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um, well, he came through there and also... Uh, a lot of people. She was actually the grandmother of prodigy from D. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So uh, so she at that school.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I would see him uh, as a shorty, just you know, coming through there, and you know, taking uh, classes. Matter of fact, his father, rest his soul, he taught me percussion, taught me the bongos. So uh, Bud Johnson, rest his soul. But yeah, man, mm. I mean, a lot of people came through to that that place. Ben Marine and Valerie Pettiford, and but. Uh, yeah, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, wow.
0: Because I read Prodigy's book, and he talked about that school a lot.
1: Yeah. I didn't know you went through that. Yeah, yeah. I came I came through there, man. That was a great, great training ground and great stomping ground for Because Bernice Johnson was really kind of a visionary. She, you know, she didn't play. Her performances started on time. You know, was no CP time. It was like if there's, you know, concerts at 8 o'clock at Carnegie Hall, it was starting at 8. It wasn't 8.01 or 8.05. She was on time. So uh, I learned a lot. Of me me coming through there. Oh yeah, that's that's the chicken. <laughs> yeah. Chickens coming home the roost. Huh? Yeah, we talk
0: about it on the podcast, like, yeah, like chickens you, interrupt.
1: You bring it you bring Kentucky with you, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know what's crazy? Like, I'm from Kentucky. I only have one neighbor with chickens, and I moved to LA and I've had two neighbors with chickens in like two totally different areas. Oh. Yeah, it's crazy. Like the last crib I lived at. Had chickens, and I move over here and those chickens again. I want to say one thing too about the
1: chickens, though. I want y'all to please stop fighting over chickens, please. Oh yeah. Please, there's what? plenty of chickens to come over, go around stop fighting over them damn chickens please good,
0: <laughs> good, good segue because on the list we have Popeyes oh, and the, the Popeyes uh, the chicken sandwich is back and it's crazy because somebody <laughs> got
1: stabbed in the restaurant not and died it was really not funny yeah I mean, really y'all come on now seriously that's crazy like it's not worth it it's not worth your life I didn't even try it yet I do like uh, Popeyes chicken but I haven't tried, uh, tried that new chicken sandwich I don't you know I've been hearing mixed reviews about it I'm not trying to Blasting, but I can tell you it's not definitely not worth nobody losing mm-hmm. their life over. So, on the real, stop fighting over chickens, y'all, please. I had it the first
0: time they did it, so I'm gonna try it again the second go around. But out here in LA, they was gonna jump one of the employees because the employee was selling chicken sandwiches on the side out the back door. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they was gonna fight the fight the coworkers. Wow! Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, man, we we could do better. We could mm-hmm. do much better,
1: I think. You
0: know. So, so, what was your first role? What was your first big role?
1: Um, first big role. I, you know, um, probably the first thing I did when I moved to LA, which was House Party. Okay. Um, Kid and Play and Tisha Campbell, AJ Johnson, Martin Lawrence. Um. Chill from Groovey Chill. Mm-hmm. Now you have one of the most, and and the late great John Witherspoon. Yes, rest we in just, peace to we him. Lost John Witherspoon. Yeah, man, they had a service for him, a homegoing service for him last week, and I went to pay my respects. He was. He Are was, you to the service? Yeah, okay. yeah, man. He he was he was really. I mean, everybody knows, you know, the the legacy of his work and the stuff that he's left behind, but. Uh, Man, he was one of a kind—a beautiful soul, a comedic genius—and we're definitely gonna feel his loss. You know, we're gonna definitely feel the loss. But the great thing is that he's left a body of work, a legacy of work. And I looked at it, and I'm like, man, like, what is, what is, you know, when you think about any of it, you say, well, what is the legacy that any of us is gonna leave behind? What are we, what are people gonna say about us when we, when we're no longer here? You know what I mean? Not to get too heavy or too deep, but. You know what are you putting? What do you? What's your contribution to society? You know, and so he he brought us all laughter, and um, as I said, he's he's definitely going to be missed. So, shouts out and uh, rest in peace to uh, to John Witherspoon.
0: Yeah, we shouted him out. We talked about him uh, last week. Yeah. on the episode. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, had yeah. a a memorable memorable moment with another legend, uh, Robin Harris. Oh man, Robin. <laughs> was 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 that improvised his line or was that? Was that part of the script?
1: Yeah, so it's interesting. Uh, interesting uh, that you asked me that that question because Robin Harris. First of all, everybody knew him from you know uh, Sweet Dick Willie from uh, uh, Do the Right Thing and all, a host of other stuff that he had done. I mean, he was on the verge of getting ready to really blow. And to see him in House Party, to work with him in House Party, he really um, was another one, you know, a giant, some something special. Um, but to be honest, actually, the Hutton brothers actually overwrote the film, right? So they had written a lot of stuff and they had put in, put comedians and a lot of different people. But at one point, they were talking about cutting that in, that interaction with with myself and Robin Harris because they started to look at the time and editing and and concerned about you know it being too long or whatever. And so, but they hadn't told Robin that that was going to happen, and so. Um, you know we this happened during the rehearsal we were like oh yeah we're just going to cut that i'm like okay you know whatever you know i had already had a couple of other scenes in in the film and it was my first thing so i was just happy to you know be working with with all these talented and gifted uh, artists my first film after coming moving from from new york but um they didn't tell robin so robin gets to the uh, set and he starts doing the lines and i'm just standing there and he was like oh no y'all he said what he said no it's it's, it's they cut it i'm like he's like Oh no 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 no! That's funny. That's funny. So he actually saved, he actually saved me from getting um, cut out of the film. At least that particular scene. So I'm I'm thankful to Robin Harris, man. Uh, God bless him and his family. Yeah, yeah, he's hilarious. Like, yeah, absolutely. I listen to A-Base him on, kids and on Pandora. Yeah, we used to go see him at the Comedy Act Theater, and he's, he used to host the Comedy Act Theater and stuff like that. But uh, genius, man, another genius of comedy. Yeah, cause
0: me and my buddies, like back in the day, we were always like quote that little part like clinton
1: clinton x <laughs> <laughs> yeah no thank you thank you for that man uh, like i said it was all due to to Robert harris i mean obviously the hudlands wrote that uh, shout out to uh, reggie reggie and warrington hudland um but for giving me that opportunity to uh, to be a part of the film but but uh robin harris is really the one that saved it for me because they were getting ready to uh they were getting ready to cut it so yeah that movie. And it's a cult classic. That movie's, I mean, people still come up to me to this day and talk about, you know, quote, like you said, quote, different parts of the film. And it was really a launch pad for a lot of artists, a lot of people. Yeah, I got the DVD. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for owning it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that means I get a check. Hey, it's all good.
0: <laughs> that movie seemed like it was fun, like, to film. Like, you guys had a good time.
1: Yes, yes, we, we did. I mean, it was, you know, I was, like I said, I was what, like 19 or something like that. I think I was 18, like 19, 19, um, Like I said, when I first came out to L.A., that was the first thing I did. So I was just like, you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I was like, man, I've, I've arrived. I'm in Hollywood. I'm working with these giants, you know, Martin Lawrence and Katie Play and, and uh, you know, Witherspoon. I remember the scene when, when you know, John Witherspoon was yelling out, talking to the, the passerby's and people going to the party. We, I was there that night when he was filming and he just had us in stitches, man. Like I said, it was a master class in comedy and to see Martin Lawrence get his off and, you know, it was it was just a beautiful, it's a beautiful time, man. a wonderful time, so I'm thankful. Yeah. And
0: then also, you was on TV at a time when primetime were, when, when, when Blacks was, was it. Like, Living Single was on Fox, right? Living Single was on Fox. It was on Warner Brothers and Fox. Yeah, that that's when like black primetime shows was was it? Yeah. During the times, can you can you like talk to me like, how was life? How was how was life during that time? Like, you was on a successful show, you know? Can you can you like explain to me what it was like during them times? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was
1: it was beautiful. It's beautiful to to um you know to be around i mean we would you know we would go from living single and then you know martin would be you know filming you know across the way and then we go to hang with Mr. Cooper and we would just go from set to set cuz at that time in particular they were shooting a lot of the the shows and sitcoms in front of a live audience so mm-hmm. you could go and watch your peers and watch your you know go support each other and you know you know either book a job or actually go and sit in the audience and just support or stand on the sidelines and, and see them, you know, see everybody do their thing. So, you know, I was, I was, you know, blessed and I feel like I still am blessed, you know, to go from living single to work on Martin to, you know, all the things where I live myself at Dougie Doug. That was a, and Flex, so that was our first uh, regular series, series regular was, was where I lived. So to be able to do that and, and, and jump in everything, different world, I did a different world with, uh, with Tupac and, yeah, it was beautiful, man. It was really a beautiful how, how time. How was Tupac? Tupac was great, man. And people, you know, know his you know how prolific he was as a as an artist, a rap artist, a hip hop artist. But a brilliant mind, man. He he loved our people and really was doing a lot, obviously to um, to bring you know to bring the culture forward and wanted to educate everybody, really educate. And um, he was he was in terms of like an actor, he was very professional on time and. He knew his stuff. I mean, he went to performing arts, you know, high school in in uh, I think it was D.C. or Maryland, and um, just a great, great talent. Another great loss, man. But uh, right. yeah, he he was incredible to be around and work with, and and when I would see him around town, he was always showed showed love after doing the working on on episode with him, he was always showing love to me. So it was cool.
0: So like during those living single days, it was like like life. Were you able like to go out to the store and?
1: And live normal, or it's like, hey, it's, it's Russell. It's Russell live this single. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people, you know, people have always shown love, which is cool. I mean, nobody, nobody has you know ripped my clothes off and mobbed me anything like that. <laughs> but they they're always very complimentary, so that's a beautiful thing. And and I, you know, I attribute it to you know the grace of God, man. Like I said, I'm a humble dude, and you know, I'm just thankful for the opportunities to be able to do what I love to do. And uh, you know, that's it. People have always you know bless me and show me love, and and. Uh, I try to give love right back. So, yeah,
0: I heard that "Living Single" was the original "Friends" that they stole. They stole the idea from "Living Single" and made "Friends" white, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's what I heard. I mean, I wasn't, you know, I, I, you know, I didn't sit in on the meetings, so I don't know in particular what you know. But it, it seemed like you know that they had taken the idea from. From living single, and it probably was, you know, a fact that they did. But the only thing about it, you know, Living Single was set in New York, so was Friends. But I don't know how you're going to do a show called Friends in New York City, and then not be any black people on the show. Like that's crazy to me. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, you know, because I went to school with black people, white people, Dominican, Puerto Rican, Haitian, Jewish, Italian. Like New York City is a, you know, a, a, a metropolitan city. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's the bit, literally the Big Apple. You have people from all over the world in New York, and how do you do a show like Friends and not see any black people? But regularly, you know what right. I mean, Somebody said, it was, a, it was a comedian that said that they had a, a dog on there who was black, but <laughs> the dog died <laughs> yeah. or something like that. But but yeah, man, they they definitely took, to my knowledge, they definitely took the idea from, from Living Single. And Living Single was a huge hit, you know? I think people still, they're talking about, you know, that's what I heard, is that they're talking about trying to do a reunion on that show. So I think people would love a reboot, you know. What y'all think? You want to see a reboot of Living Single? Yeah. Khadija. So like my shows like that, do you um do you still watch the reruns? Um <laughs> do I sit back and just watch myself all day? No. I don't uh I mean it's like I said, I'm blessed but I'm I'm thinking about the next thing, you know. Like if it's if it's on, I'll definitely watch it, you know. I'm I'm entertained by it. And um but uh and the great thing too for me A lot of people don't know that it was really for me. It was a one-time. It was a guest spot. It was supposed to be initially a one-time deal, but people loved the character, and uh, you know they wrote in, and so they started to really listen to what the fans wanted, and and they kept bringing. Yeah, they kept bringing. They kept. Yeah, they kept bringing a little bit of trivia. They kept bringing me back, and and everybody on the show, John Hinton and Kim Fields and Kim Coles and TC Carson, Erica and Latifa. They uh, they all were. You know, very embracing to me, and and said, you know, come in, and, you know, you're part of the family, you know what I mean, and, and uh, do your thing, and and uh, get yours off. So, so it was, you know, it was a blessing for me, you know, like I said, to uh, to be a part of that, and it was for me to, you know, the characters from Jamaica, my family, my maternal grandparents were from Jamaica, West Indies. So it was really for me, it was kind of like a tribute to my grandparents. Okay, I was gonna ask if it. you had Jamaican roots. Yeah, my yeah, my codfish uh, and ackee, root roti, music and the culture, and. My mama said we're gonna tie my tump you on your head, you know. So, but yeah, man, shouts out to uh, Jamaica, West Indies. And, yeah yeah! And love. If you reach, I'm sure you're reaching all over the world with your... Yeah, with your, shout out to you, man! The wonderful work that you're doing. Continue blessings mm-hmm. on reaching people and thank you. Well, that's what it's all about, really. Kind of, you know, we got a lot of doom and gloom in the world. So anytime you can bring some. Some laughter and some love and some light and some education to people. It's a it's a beautiful thing. You know, keep the frequency high. You know, don't live in a low frequency. Yeah, man. I'm I'm like you said earlier. You was growing
0: up. You was a real, uh, introvert. Yes, sir. I'm like that too. Like I chill a whole lot. And I'm trying to like get out of my shell. I've been like a real hermit. Like I just I chill in the crib. Me, the dog. I do my little business. And that's it. Like I need to start getting out more networking a lot more and and just being out you know what i'm saying like i don't have a whole lot of friends out here i need to start you know what i'm saying socializing and and doing all that and just not being the crib so much
1: yeah definitely definitely i mean especially with the work that you're doing you want to you know try to reach out to as many people as possible you never know that you know somebody might have an interest on being in your show or doing your show and um you can bless somebody with the the format that you have so definitely yeah. want to get out and the network and, and see more folks
0: yeah have you ever been starstruck oh no, no no when's the first time you was ever starstruck oh man
1: the first time i was starstruck well i was uh probably about maybe 12 13 i went to see stevie wonder who was a big still is a big idol of mine and um and uh, he was performing at Radio City Music Hall, and he was like, "Anybody want to come up and sing with Stevie Wonder?" And I ran <laughs> from the back, ran for the back of the auditorium, all the way up to Jeff on stage, and I was one of the, one of three other people that got to sing with Stevie Wonder. So it was it was cool. You know? What y'all sing? Oh, I don't probably like, you know "Ribbon in the Sky" or something like that, one of his hits at the time. That's what. Which like. we still love. Every you know everything that Stevie Wonder touches is, is like golden. So yeah, but um. But yeah, man, that was probably the first. And then it's so funny. I, you know, I'm a huge fan of Sidney Poitier. And so one time uh, I was seeing that he was getting, you know, he was honored. It was a year, a few years where he was being honored like all over the place. And I'm like, man, I I would love to meet Sidney Poitier. Never thought about it. But then I started to think about it as I saw him more. Because I grew up watching his films and was just a big fan of his work and still is, still am rather. And um, so, man, I said, I, you know, I want to meet him. I'd love to meet him. I just put it out in the universe, right? And so I'm driving on Melrose, and I, I look to my right, and I'm like, oh, shoot, it's Howie Mandel. No, it was, <laughs> it was Sidney Poitier. So I'm like, oh, shoot. So I start following him. I'm driving on Melrose. I'm following him. I'm following like, I don't know if he, he must have known I was behind him. So I don't know how he knew, but he made a little right. Right turn and dipped out. I'm like, oh, Sydney Poitier got away. So then it, it was a year he was being honored by the Screen Actors Guild. He was getting a life, Lifetime Achievement Award. I'm like, I never go to the award ceremonies, you know, because a lot of times, unless you're being nominated, you have to pay for the tickets. But I'm like, you know what? I want to be in the building. I want to see Sydney Poitier get his Lifetime Achievement, right? From Screen Actors Guild, which is our union, SAG AFTRA. So I bought a ticket, I'm there, and I'm looking on the stage. I'm in the audience. I'm like, oh, my God, that's Sidney Poitier. That's Sydney Poitier. So I'm like, I got to get, so get backstage. I get backstage to talk a little, you know, game or whatever, the security. I get backstage, and um, I met his one of his daughters. And I was like, where's your dad? And she was like, oh, he just took off. I look out, and he's like, he just got in the limo and took off. I'm like, ah, I'm like chasing Sydney Poitier, right? So then I'm at this village theater in Lamert Park, right? I used to go there all the time and, you know, work out and do poems and, monologues and stuff so they had this village theater and i overheard this lady talking about how um glenn turman who was on a different world he was in cooley high a bunch of stuff he had done a he'd done a raising in the sun with mr sydney portier so he was doing his one man show and the next weekend the following weekend sydney portier was going to come to the show so i'm like I was like, wait a minute, Sidney Poitier's coming here? She's like, yep, he'll be here next week. We just got, you know, word he's going to be here. I'm like, yes, I'm going to be here, right? So I love Glenn Turbin. Definitely we go see his show. But Sidney Poitier, that was the extra bonus, right? So I go there, and I'm standing there talking to this actor. I know uh, Reggie Dorsey. He's been on a, a gang of stuff, wonderful actor. And um, I look to my right, and coming towards me is Sydney Poitier. I'm like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> I said, Mr. Portier, my name is Sean Baker. I'm a young actor. I said, it's an honor and a pleasure to meet you, sir. I've waited a lifetime to meet you. He said, the pleasure is mine, Mr. Baker. <laughs> they call me Mr. Tips. So uh, so he, I said, you know, can I take a picture with you? He said, absolutely. So I took a picture, and then he walked away, man, and I cried like a baby. I <laughs> cried. You just grabbed me like, yo, man, I know, I know. That's Sidney Portier. And then I saw Then I started seeing him everywhere. Hey, Mr. Portier, how you doing? I see. Him. I saw him at the gas. Said, hey, Mr. Portier. But man, we 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 have our legends, man, and we gotta, you know, we gotta big them up while they're here. That's and, right. Uh, you know, give them the roses while they're here, man. But he's he's paved, he's paved the way for so many of us. So I'm thankful to him. And then we lost. We just recently lost Diane Carroll, who was another yeah. legendary trailblazer. We stand on their shoulders. So shout out to Mr. Portier. Yeah, it's good that
0: you had a a good um interaction with them cuz a lot of times we meet our heroes and it's a disappointment.
1: Yeah, I've been fortunate. I've been really fortunate cuz I don't really, you know, I'm not really I don't really get into like, you know, hero worship and stuff like that and but um but yeah, I'm, I'm, I've heard stories about people getting let down by people that they have met and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's happened to me. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. you, you want to mention a person. Oh, <laughs> matter of fact, one of, one of the people we talked about last
0: week it was Paul Mooney. Oh no! Are you kidding me? Yeah. I love I love Paul Mooney, man. Paul Mooney's a genius. Man. He Shout is, but Paul Mooney. He is, but it, what like happened, as a man? person, he's a douchebag. Oh, Yeah. He's a douche. Bag. I seen him once. Oh no, homie! I'm not. No <laughs> Oh yes, homie! You're no me. I want to see pancakes tap dancing. Oh no, homie! I don't know what you were thinking of, homie. Yeah, he I, is. I got love for everybody. <laughs> Not that day when I see him, but
1: I know like a lot of people like they Shout have. Shout
0: out the like, whole Paul movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hate you. I, I, maybe you
1: know. Listen, here's a, I don't know when you saw him and when you met him. I can't make excuses for anybody, but everybody has a, a moment. You know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah. has a bad day. You, you know. Maybe a check didn't clear at that moment. You're like, <laughs> Shoot, man! You know what? What happened? You know, you got bills, and so you know you got to give. Sometimes you got to give people a pass. But um, but I hopefully you know, hopefully you won't hold that too much against me. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I, 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 I joke about it. I'm just like, yeah. I, I, like hearing like multiple yeah, people yeah. and their horror stories about Paul Mooney. I'm just like, that's how
1: he is. Like, I, oh, really? I don't oh, even okay. take it personal right. no well, more. Then I fall back? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I used to. It's so funny because I used to see him. A lot. He used to work out at the comedy store uh, some years back, and um, I would call up the comedy store and say, "Hey, Mooney on." I'd be calling up at like ten, eleven o'clock at night, ten thirty, and I say, "Is Mooney on?" They say, "Yeah, he's going up at I eleven mean, thirty. I would rush, rush there to go check him out, and he he would close the close the, the club down. But you know, there they go, there they go, they're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> White folks are leaving, homie. Yeah, he's he's funny. No, he's, but he's, a, he's a genius. Hell yeah, he's a genius. It's so a... funny because he would talk about he told about white people, and then you see him walk away with a white woman. In the oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's like the car. It was more like the character I played on uh, on different world. I mean, excuse me, not different world. Martin. So I was a militant, a militant brother, and I'm gonna paint as much of the snow black as I possibly can. Yeah, and at the end, I was hollering at the at the Aquanetta. Aquanetta, exactly. Matter of fact, okay, we can. Uh, that it was, was on a list. Ju- that's a segue, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so let's talk about that. Matter yeah. of fact, I seen that episode a few months ago. Yeah. It was on a, it was an MTV2.
1: How was that working with Martin? Man, it was, it was wonderful because like I said, we had worked together on a House Party mm-hmm. and that's when I initially met Martin and, uh, you know, back in the day he used to, you know, work out a lot at the comedy store and he would call me up, yo man, I'm going to work out and he'd come scoop me up and I'd go hang with him and sit in the back and, you know, laugh and, you know, watch him and learn from him and stuff like that and, but, um, when he got the Martin show, it was just like through the roof. So to be able to go and hang out and play, and he didn't even know that I was going to do it until I actually showed up on the set because I had an audition. Um, shout out to Bentley Evans, who was one of the producers. Okay, the producers. Well, pause, pause real quick. All right. Yeah. It's funny you said that. Uh-oh. So, all right. <laughs> no, I, I went in, well, the reason why I'm saying that is I, I went in, you know, and, and really put it down, thank God. And, and um, you know, just, I, it wasn't like, hey man, put me down, get me on the show, or whatever. I went in and, and did my thing and auditioned like everybody else and, uh, and, and you know, book the job. So that's the reason why I'm saying it, because a lot of times people are like, oh, put me down, and, you know, which if you get an opportunity like that and somebody wants to bless you, it's great. But, you know, a lot of times you just have to go in and, and fight it out and slug it out like everybody else, so. You just
0: said a name, and when you said the, that name, something just popped in my head. Bentley, Kyle Bentley
1: Evans. Yeah, yeah. I All know right. Bentley. Matter of fact, Bentley was in, um, I met Bentley at House Party. Bentley was, at that time, he was, he was acting and, and performing and stuff. And then he, you know, started writing and, and producing and stuff. So, but yeah. All
0: right, I'm, I met him in like 2006. Yeah, 2006. He was in Kentucky with John Sally. Oh, okay. For the Kentucky Derby. Oh so okay, okay. I seen him I seen him outside this club. Right. So it was me and my buddies was out there, you know, just goofing off, talking to John Sally, you know, yeah. he was just shooting the shit with us and uh John Sally's date said something was like Pointed to uh, Bentley and was like, "Oh yeah, he's the dude that created Martin." And I'm I'm an actor too. And I heard that, and I was like a dog. My ear just went up. Right. So I went right. up to him and I shot my shot. I said, "Hey, how you doing, sir? Right. I'm from Kentucky. I'm a young actor. I've been to LA a few times doing auditions. You know, I would love to work with you." I was like, you know, I'm I'm good. And he kind of looked at me like, yeah, get the hell out of my face." Oh, okay. I was he just he just kind of played me off. Was like, "I right, get out of here. i ain't with that right now." I was like, ah. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't. I
1: mean, I I can't really speak to that. No, bullshit. I I, I, wasn't, I wasn't disappointed. I was just <laughs> no, like, oh, I can't, really, oh. <laughs> I can't really speak to that, but I I know. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't mad or nothing. Right, I was right, just right, like, damn, right. bro, I'm gonna show you what. No, yeah, no, um, I just
0: I just. <laughs> I, I I seen the opportunity. I right, was like, right. "Yo, yeah. this this dude's the man. I got to right. let him know who I am."
1: Yeah. No. First of all, I don't know. I, I, you know, like I said, I don't know when. I don't. I wasn't around when when the Martin Show was being created, so I don't know who specifically were the creators. But I know for a fact he was one of the. You know, and was definitely in the, one of the producers and became an executive producer. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, shout out, shout out to uh, Bentley. Yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, for sure. if
0: you're listening, hey man, I'm still acting and I'll, I'll still love to work with you. Yeah, yeah. Send him a clip. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I I did a movie like two or three months ago. Oh nice. I'm waiting for it to come out. So hopefully, what's the name of the, What's the name of the movie? Reboot Camp. Reboot boot camp yeah okay. and the guy who um i had him on a podcast where you listen to yeah that's where i met him on the on the set because he was oh, in the movie too nice yeah
1: nice congratulations on that man we're yeah. looking forward for that to to so, come out and stuff like that yeah i can't most wait stuff. to see it most definitely but yeah working on martin man was a wonderful was a wonderful thing um to be able to go in and have a good time and you know though everybody on the show not everybody but most of the people i had already known like i know martin and knew Tisha and know Tisha Campbell and then and, and then uh Tishina and Carl Payne and I went to high school together in New York. Oh wow. So yeah, and then Tommy I knew from just kind of being around in the business and rest stuff. In so peace, rest big in Tommy. peace, big Tommy man, another another loss for us. But yeah, man, it was it was an opportunity, great opportunity to just go and play and have a great time and, and laugh. I knew if if I could make Martin laugh, I was doing good. So yeah. a couple of times I saw him, you know, kinda of, Chuckling and breaking character a little (laughs) bit. So I was like, okay, I'm on point. I'm like, I got to hold it. I got to hold it, you know. Yeah. Use my theater training just to stay in it. Yeah. No, no, man, you killed it. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. It's fun, man. And people love the character. And I've been, like I said, I've had, you know, wonderful looks and really been fortunate and blessed. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You Continue. Something else when I was reading, you're a black belt. Yeah, I trained in uh, Shotokan, karate, uh, Japanese. So uh, I trained, my my sensei is, is Marcus Delgado, who trained Wesley Snipes in college and okay. in his early movies, Passage 57, and Blade. You should, matter of fact, he's in Blade, so you can see him get off in Blade. But, um, yeah, I love the arts, man. I, I love the, the martial arts. And um, it's just about, for me, staying in shape and, you know, really about, um, you know, self-defense and being aware, not only of, you know, having to you know, whip somebody's ass, but also just being aware of, you know, things around you and, you know, trying to diffuse situations so you don't, you know, get into confrontations. so. Have
0: you used your training, like, in the movies, like, for your own stunts? In the movie,
1: or a movies, TV show? So, okay, so you're talking about my martial arts training. So, actually, literally, I had started training a year before doing VIP with uh, with Pamela Anderson, and um, on the show, uh, you know, my character, Quick Williams, was a boxer and martial artist, and so when it came about, it was almost like, Oh man, this is beautiful. And so I did all my fights, all the fights. Uh, I didn't jump out of buildings and, you know, jump out of cars, moving cars or anything like that. I left that to the trained professionals, the cats that wanted to do that. Um, but I, all my fights I did myself. So so they didn't have to pan away. You could see that I was really throwing kicks and punches. And, and it was cool for me, you know, because I grew up, you know, I'm a big, obviously a lot of people are a big Bruce Lee fan and loved watching him as a kid. I remember we used to see him every, you know, friday and then saturday we'd go to the the theaters and you know his new movies would come out we would go and go crazy but um beautiful it's a beautiful thing to be able to train in the arts and and you know do what you love to do yeah i've been thinking a lot about
0: like progression like like last year i've been thinking a lot about like last year i was recovering i had stomach surgery i was like severely depressed I was Mm. just like in a dark place Mm. and I was like man you know this year you know I'm much healthier I'm in a better place I'm more happier you know than I am and I'm like all right you know I I like the fact that I'm in a better place than I than I was last year so next year I want to be in a better place you know than I am this year right and um it uh, it was last year but it was on this episode it was on this podcast where I was talking about I wanted to make changes, so like I started saging. Like when Mm. I moved in here, I saged the crib, and I was like, I want to get it, get in like healing stones. So I have like this little velvet bag, nice, and I I have like these little healing stones in it, and I have like these little crystals. Mm. So like each crystal supposed to do different stuff. The only crystal I carry with me is uh, to ward off negative energy. Right. Does it work? I don't know. Right. Now I kind of feel like less bullshit has been happening right. than usual. Right? Is it because of the stones and the crystals? I don't know. Right. But like, I felt like, hey, what what
1: uh, c- can it hurt to try it? No. Right. Right. It's great that you that you that you. First of all, you know I applaud you for you know. The evolution, because we're all constantly evolving, right? We're also, you know, trying to work on ourselves and better ourselves. And to me, that's really what it's all about. We're all works in progress, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, you you know, if you're dealing with any kind of depression, um, you definitely want to not you specifically, but anybody that's dealing with depression, um, you know, you want to get some some kind of help, like speak to somebody, talk to somebody about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times these days, people are isolating themselves from other people and. A lot of times it's better to just get stuff out and get speak, speak what's on your mind and on your heart or write it down, you know, Um, get it out and get physical. Go walk, go for a walk. I mean, we're in, you know, we're in Southern California. You can go to the beach and, and walk the beach. Even if you're broke, you know, you have no money. It don't cost, <laughs> it don't cost nothing to go to the beach yeah. and just, you know, um, you know, look at the water and watch the sunset and watch the sunrise. These are beautiful things that God has um, blessed us with. Right? So, so... Um, also but um yeah man get physical also speaking you you talked about saging which i definitely love I, that's something that i practice as well like you want to clear the energy in your space mm-hmm. so um you know if you can go get some sage and you know if you're feeling like your space is dark or you have to be careful too about the people that you bring into your space right so right. so because um, everybody's not in the same frequency you might be you know, doing well and successful, but then somebody's in a lower frequency than you and they might be trying to, you know, bring your energy down. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's not going to be for you. So you want to keep your home kind of sacred. But saging is great. Meditation, you know, praying. I mean, I'm a Christian. Everybody's got different belief systems, but you got to believe and know that there's something greater than yourself. And so if you got, you know, whatever you pray to, if it's, you know, God or, you know, Jesus or Buddha or, Allah, whoever it is, know that there's something greater than you and you have to surrender to that. And we're all just trying to, you know, live a good life, live a decent, decent life, so, um, but yeah, man, take care of yourself, take care of your health, eat right, get your proper amount of rest, um, you know, try to eat organic or natural as much as possible, stay away from the junk food, these are things that will ultimately, um, you know, destroy your health and, uh, but so you want to, you know, you want to change those things and 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 start to ask those questions. You know, we we got a lot of people dealing with cancer and diabetes. I lost my mom to complications of breast cancer and family, other family members in cancer, and a brother of mine, you know, passed from complications of diabetes. So you know, he just didn't he just didn't eat right. You know, so we gotta we have to be mindful of the things that we're taking into our body. That's right. And um, yeah, that's really what it's all about, man.
0: I talked uh, last week. I got a parking ticket, so I'm not a parking ticket, a speeding ticket. The the cop he could have he could have gave me a little warning. I think he was just hating on me because I had a little milf in the car that okay. he wished that he could have had. Oh, okay, all right. So I got it the the thing in the mail, two hundred thirty eight dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I talked to a lawyer, and they was like, there's a good chance you can get out of it. Because he didn't get me with the, the speeding gun. He looked at, you know, they have those little those little machines that tell you how fast you're going. Right. He, he got the, the speed off of that. Right. Instead of the little speed gun. So the lawyer was like, there's a good chance that you can get off because he's going by that. Mm-hmm. So I'm still thinking what to do. He was like, maybe there's a 50-50 chance I can get you off if you go to court. Or you can just pay the fine and go to traffic school. Right. But I'm like, I'm so rebellious. I'm like, man, take this shit to trial. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> take this to the Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, man, if I lose it, I got to pay the, the 238 and I get gotta, the point.
1: Uh, and you got to pay the attorney, too, right? Yeah. Right, yeah so I'm yeah, like,
0: yeah. I told him, we talked. he called me Friday. So I was like, let me think about it. So I'm still like trying to figure out what to do. And I'm like, I'm like, so I got to go to traffic school? I'm like, so I don't even know what traffic school is. I got to sit somewhere for hours. You can do
1: it online now. I've been to traffic school. Yeah, that's what he told me. You can do it online now. I just got to, you know, go through a video thing and then there's questions at the end. He said it's like eight hours. Yeah, I I don't remember. It's been a while since I did traffic school, but you know, I mean, you know, beats having a, so there's some, there's some traffic schools that, like, they have, like, comedy uh, traffic school, but I think most of them now, you can do them online if you really want. Yeah. You know, if you just devote that time. But, um and then I did, like, community service, because I don't, you know, I don't want to give up the money. So <laughs> I was like, I'll go and, you know, work at, I think I worked at, like, a, um what do you call it, a Goodwill or something like that. Cause I'm okay. Like, no, I'm not giving up no money like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but yeah, no, I, I understand. I've been there myself with, you know, the and tickets. Be careful. Be I know. Careful. Because that
0: two thirty eight, I was trying to use that money to buy a GoPro. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> For real. So, yeah, I'm like, man, this is ridiculous. Like, and I'm thinking, like, all this money that they get from, like, speeding tickets and right. parking tickets, right. like, what are they
1: doing with it? Because they're not fixing the potholes. They're not fixing the potholes. And we got a homeless situation that's yeah. out of control, man. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It is crazy. I actually was fortunate enough, I'm involved with an organization called Home With LA, and we... Basically, how it works is we had um, 12 different writers interview people who were homeless at that moment or had been homeless previously, and they um, extracted these stories from their life. And over the course of um, 10 days, um, these 12 different stories, these monologues, were, were done in 50 different productions in Los Angeles. And we, by what, over 500 actors, we actually raised over 100,000. One hundred and fifty thousand dollars for homelessness and donated to the midnight mission for their efforts okay downtown, so I mean you talk about where all this money is going, you know we definitely can you know they can definitely build um structures and buildings and stuff to help with the homeless situation it's out of control every block you go to, you see somebody that's homeless and uh you know we can do better man I think this 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 country can do can do much better than we're doing, yeah because I don't know that other places have this this um this problem of homelessness, like this, other countries—they just, you know. Yeah, it's been bad. It's horrible, horrible. So, a lot of actors get typecast. Have you ever had that problem? Um, I don't believe so because I've done, I've been, like I said, I've been blessed and fortunate enough to have done a variety of different things. You know, I've played, you know, you know, the living single character Russell, to the Martin, to I did, I played a gang uh, leader on. Uh, uh, Grand Canyon uh, in the beginning with uh, Danny Glover, and um, you know I did you know VIP where I played a bodyguard. Uh, I did you know all the stuff that I've done. Uh, I feel like cause the other thing too is that I'm, I'm you know I'm comfortable in a lot of different genres. Like I love doing dramatic stuff, but also comedic stuff and and also the action stuff. So I try to kind of diversify. I'll go work out and do a play, or you know work on some monologues or so did you know I've done Broadway and they try to do a variety of different things you know so that's actually I think kept me from being typecast so to speak but I mean there is that in that stigma in in, you know particularly African American you know black men we you know we're always always the criminal or the drug dealer or whatever that that is that um, that is a fact usually I mean it's not a fact that we are but I'm saying that usually they want to pigeonhole us as as drug, drug dealers or drug addicts. Right. But um, <clears throat> I think I've been fortunate to kind of maneuver through the business. Yeah.
0: So I need to shout out my homegirl, Mindy, because um, I told her you was going to be on here. Mindy, shout out, <laughs> Mindy. <laughs> and, who, is, uh, who is Mindy? <laughs> <laughs> and so when I was telling her um, about you, and I was like, yeah, he's been on this these um, shows. And when I, I was like, yeah, he was on Family Matters. And then she hit me back and she was like, you talking about Easy C? And I was like, she was like the cousin. I was like, yeah, the one who uh, who stole the car. I was like, you remember the episode? Yeah. And she
1: was like, yeah. So how was it on Family Matters? Because I I remember the episode. That was a, a funny one. Yeah, again, man. Like I said, I've been thank you for that. But again, like I said, I've been really blessed and fortunate. This was really, you know, as an actor. um, you know, there's ne- no guarantees as an actor that you're ever actually gonna actually work. Um, you can come out of college with a, with a, you know a master's degree and never find work as an actor. You could teach, but there's no guarantee that you're gonna you know you're going to uh, book work. And I had audition for Family Matters, and there was a I had never met the casting director, so she brought brought me in, and I auditioned for the you know produ- she took me to the producers, and it was between came down between me and this other actor. They gave it to the other actor. I'm like, ah, ah, I didn't get the job. They called me and they said, "Don't worry, we like Sean." I told my agent, "Don't worry, we like Sean. We'll, you know, we'll bring him back." Two weeks later, same thing. Me and another actor got gave it to the other actor in the middle of the week. In the middle of the week, with two days left, they called me. They had fired the actor that they had hired and called me, and I had like two days to learn like six six scenes. I think it was. And that's how I got booked a job as Easy C. So it was really, for me, it was just like, whatever's for you in your life, whatever's for you can nobody take from you. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That was mine. That was my job from the beginning. It just was like it had to go through this channel or this way that God was like, okay, I'm going to give it to you now. I'm going to see if you, you know, you're really hungry for it. And, and uh, it was a blessing. Matter of fact, it was the week. It was the week that we actually had to shut down production one day because it was the week that um, Magic Johnson had announced that he was HIV positive. Oh, wow. And I remember he was really, really close. I'm sure he probably still is close with Jaleel. But um, we shut down production that week because, um, or the, at least that day, maybe that day or two. But uh, a lot was going on. A lot was going on. But uh, but yeah, man, um, I'm thankful for that opportunity. Matter of fact... Here's a little fun uh, tidbit, too. Vivica Fox was in... She played one of my girls in the... the her and uh, Mary Morrow. Oh, Marrow. yeah, I she remember that. She was in the car. Because I remember the other the other girl, Mary she was Marrow, the... Um, she was another actor in Ghost Dad. Mari Morrow. Yeah. And, and Vivica, Vivica a. Fox were my... You know, the women where I, when I stole the, yeah. the Ferrari. They were, they, they, <laughs> they, they were the women in my... My chicks on the side. <laughs> so, yeah, man. But um, shout out to both of them. But, yeah, just, you know, just... Keep doing your thing. Keep wow. Doing your thing. So, when you had the dream
0: to be an actor, how did your family and friends? How did they take it? Were they encouraging, or were was, was they like, "Oh man, that's a that's old BS dream. Get out of here
1: with that." I mean, this is you know, it's probably going to sound like Pollyanna, pie in the sky type of deal, but I've been really fortunate, man. My my family's been supportive. My mother's, you know, God rest her soul, was probably my biggest supporter. You know, when I was out here. You know, struggling, you know, as an actor, you go through the the slings and arrows of, you know, as they say, Shakespeare says, the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. Literally, you know, there's no, there's nothing that prepares you for the rejection that you receive as an actor. Um, They don't, you know, they don't really tell you that. So you really have to have a thick skin and you have to um, have a, a belief in a higher power and stay prayed up. And just know that you have a talent that you want to share. You know, you want to share your gift with with the world. And um, but my family was has always been very, very supportive. In fact, I have you know a sister who's an incredible vocalist, uh, Gloria Jones Townsend. She's a, a, an incredible artist. She's she's out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I have a niece as a model. You know, I went to see her recently, uh, model for this um, organization, this event. Uh, Should she do them um, uh, walk the walk the runway? For uh, breast cancer, and then I have a cousin, Gil Debo, who's a wonderful actor in, in uh, back east in New York. So, but all my families have been, have been always been supportive uh, of me, and uh, and so it's so funny doing it. You know, you always have family members. So who is that coming out the woodwork? I never knew this person. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, that's my cousin. He's he's famous. You got some money for me, cousin. You never had that. <laughs> of course, I've had it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, Dad, bro, who is this? <laughs> I don't know no people. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I I've, <laughs> I've been really fortunate and blessed to uh to have a supportive
0: family for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned uh Pamela Anderson earlier. How yeah.
1: how was VIP? Here? Yeah, I mean it, it's so funny because um meeting uh, pam i had auditioned um actually not for that show but i think the previous work that i had done they basically my they my agent sent my reel my acting reel to the producers of um vip and pamela anderson jf Lawton. shout out to jf Lawton, who wrote pretty woman um, jf Lawton and pamela anderson were the producers and creators of, of vip and i met with them and the first thing that Pam said was, um, "I got a crush on you." I'm like, "Well, I got a, hey. I got a crush on you too." <laughs> and I, I walked out of the meeting like I got a good feeling. I'm gonna be working with Pam Anderson, so um, it was great, man. I mean, she's yeah. a sweet, sweet lady. Always very generous. Uh, always very, uh, you know, she educated us on a lot of stuff that was happening in the business, and you know, when one thing I respect, one of the many things I respect about her too is that. She, when she would do interviews, right, she knew that, you know, a lot of the times people wanted to interview her, but she would make sure that everybody in the cast would get an interview, even if they didn't use it. It kind of, you know, gave us the opportunity to get, you know, have interview skills and build up our interview skills, and um, she insisted that everybody get interviewed before she would get interviewed. That's what's up. So, but she's always been very, very complimentary of me and my work and supportive and, so I'm thankful for that opportunity to have worked with her. Shout
0: out to Pamela Anderson. Yeah, no no the first playboy ever seen was Pamela Anderson. <laughs> it was my stepdad's, no doubt yeah and something else uh when I was doing my research i seen I'm kind of jealous. you been to the Playboy mansion? yeah,
1: we actually yeah I, I met Hugh Hafner. I got a picture with Hugh Hafner and we we got to see what the love gree out was about <laughs> and all the freaky stuff that was going on. And oh yeah. man. Like I'm, you know. I, I be
0: kicking myself in the ass. Like, how come I couldn't have like made it <laughs> right. sooner? It so, I have, <laughs> so I could have. So I couldn't have like went to the Playboy Mansion, yeah. to the Playboy parties, man. Yeah. And now he's he's gone. So it's a wrap for that. Yeah, yeah. Who does anybody? Who owns the Playboy Mansion? now? I don't even know. Some offer, some dude, who, but he bought it. He bought it. And, uh, and made it a
1: church, probably.
0: <laughs> well, I, I know he he bought it when Heff was still living, and the agreement oh. was Hef can still live there until he died. Oh, but okay. the guy owned it still. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So when Heff passed away, he moved right in.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. It was it was it was cool, man. Heffner Hugh Heffner was was uh, was was great to be around and and meet him, and you know, obviously we. You know, some of us grew up on Playboy. <laughs> but uh, you had to be able to shoot at the mansion. And, and then, you know, I went to a party after that over there. And it was cool. It was live. It was how was the live. parties? Well, I didn't I didn't go to parties. I went to one party. Okay, how was the, okay, how was the party? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was cool. It was <laughs> and you went to more, more than
0: me. He's baby half.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, no, to be able to be in there and know that all that crazy freaky stuff was going on in there it was it was pretty wild oh um, yeah have you ever met
0: a celebrity and you were shocked that they knew who you was it was like oh damn so and
1: so knows knows me and my work yes who yes is that? yes yes so um when i was 13 um i met eddie murphy Okay. At the uh, Red, I think it was the Red Parrot Club in New York City. Matter of fact, I got a picture. I got to find this picture. I asked my brother, where's the picture, player? Please give me the picture. <laughs> so, but I got a picture with me and Eddie Murphy when I was like 13 when he was, you know, on, on, I was about to say Living Single. He was on Saturday Night Live, and when he first broke through, I think it was 48 Hours, um, was on at that time. And so, you know, I mean, I was an Eddie Murphy, still am. Like, I love, Eddie, Eddie if you're listening, man. I want to work with you, brother. Me too. I want to work with you on the (laughs) reel. But love Eddie Murphy. I remember late at night, my mom was turn that stuff off. I'd be laughing, put the headphones on. We had headphones back then and I'd listen to Eddie Murphy, Delirious, Raw. So years later, I'm doing VIP and I had gone to one of the premieres. I think it might have been The Nutty Professor or one of those movies, one of his movies um, that was out at that time. I introduced myself to him, I said, man, I'm Sean Baker, he said, no, I know who you are, I'm like, what, like, VIP was out, Living Single was out, and I was just like, man, like, man, I love you, man, so we were talking, and I said, man, you're a hell of a dramatic actor, you know, you're a hell of a dramatic actor, trust your, you know, your stuff, and, and, you know, he just kind of looked at me, and said, okay, thanks, man. So to see him do, you know, do Dream Girls and which I thought he was robbed, he shouldn't want an Oscar for Dream Girls. Oh yes. But There's I just saw him in Dolomite.
0: Brilliant. Man. I was gonna
1: ask if you've seen it. Yeah, oh, I like Dolomite. Yeah. I didn't know much about Rudy Ray. I, I knew I knew a little bit about uh Rudy Baymore from the from seventies and stuff and was familiar with some of his work and but he was, you know, obviously hilarious in his own right for Eddie Murphy to even want to do his story, right? But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the movie's great. Everybody's great. You know, uh, all the people in there, Wesley Snipes, and mm-hmm. everybody's wonderful in there. So, C. Dol- Dolomite and Eddie Murphy, love you, man. Got yeah. great respect for you, man. For sure, for sure.
0: Is there, a, like, like a little friendly competition, like rivalry, like, in black Hollywood, like, amongst the actors? Because, you know, it's so limited with the roles you know white actors there's plenty of roles for them but like the black actors it's so limited like you can go to an audition and see the same dudes
1: multiple times um yeah I mean I think that I think that you know uh it it goes for me it goes back to what I was saying about what's for you is for you whatever's for you nobody can take from you I really honestly believe that so I feel like you know, when you go in for um, a meeting or an audition or putting yourself on tape for something that you really want to do, you just you know give your all and give your give your best and just leave the rest up to what's supposed to be. You know, if you as long as you're doing what you love to do and you feel like you've done your homework and you work on the material, you just kind of leave up because there's so many different factors. You can't really play little head games and trips about. Well, I wonder if they wanted you know, it's like, you know, you, maybe you, if it's a family, maybe you just didn't look like the brother or the sister or the uncle or the father, whatever. Um, you just do what you love to do and just, and, you know, do your best and, and leave the rest up to what's supposed to be. Um, I never felt like I was in competition with anybody else. I, I feel like I'm, you know, in my own lane and, you know, everybody's got their own race to run, so to speak. Um, but I you know again I've been blessed I'm fortunate so I don't you know there's obviously stuff that I want to do in the future and, and but I feel like I'm in competition with myself to constantly get better and work on my craft and you know keep doing what I want to do okay
0: alright what's um? what's the latest thing like last a few weeks ago we talked and you told me you had a movie that uh, that came out on TV
1: yeah so I have uh, there's a Three projects that are out right now. One is called The Zim. It's about the land seizures in Zimbabwe. So that's out in, in the markets in um, the independent film circuit. Also, A Tone, uh, which is about a pastor who's trying to make amends for some things that he's done in his life. Um, that's out. And then I did this project. It's on TV1. It's been airing a lot on TV1. It's called Dinner for Two with uh, Mac Wiles, Tristan Mac Wiles. Okay. And um, I play a, a recovering alcoholic. His, his dad, who's, you know... He's trying to you know, Tristan's character Mac Well excuse me, Mac Wilde's character is trying to deal with some stuff in his life and I'm kinda of there to kinda of be a support, um for him and motivate him and keep him, you know, really inspired. So I'm really proud of all that. And then I have a project, um, coming out called Swagger. You'll be hearing about it. It's from uh, Reggie Blackwood. Um, and he you know, he wrote uh, Shots Fired and um a bunch of stuff loving him and his wife roll love of basketball, a bunch of bunch of stuff incredible okay uh, incredible talent writer, director, producer, so you'll be hearing about that swagger um but yeah, man, there's things happening, I'm still doing you know, still do I just did something with home in l a recently we just did east west players asked us to come and do a night of um the story, so I just did that, and just constantly looking for stuff i'm, I'm you know there's a couple of projects that i'm I want to produce. So I'm, you know, working on that, slowly getting that stuff, uh, up off, off off the ground, but that's it, man. Just staying creative and staying motivated and staying inspired and, and trying to inspire other people to, like I said, stay healthy, you know, eat right, um, you know, uh, stay positive. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world, which is kind of, you know, I'm I'm all about like staying away from negativity and mm-hmm. you know, trying to be on a high fre- higher frequency uh anything that's negative and low frequency I don't, I don't really have time for, you know. Do you still take acting classes? Um yeah, off yeah, off <clears throat> no, off and on definitely. I'm still i still jump jumping classes and I have uh, you know, a couple of coaches that I work with as well. And then I'll, you know, I'll I'll, you know, uh go and work out in a play or do readings, play readings, workshops. I'm getting ready to do a a workshop uh, of a production about the military. So that'll be coming out. Um, we're going to be in rehearsals in the, cu- in the next couple of weeks. Excuse me. So that's going to be over at the Pacific Resident Theater, which I'm a member of. I've been a member for, for some time now. Excuse me. But um, yeah, I'm also, I'm always, you know, working on material. You know, I love Shakespeare, so I'll just read Shakespeare. I'll go to places and, you know, work on a poem or a monologue or, you know, you constantly, I feel like if you, you know, if you're, if you love what you do, you you know you have to continue to put like they say you know comedians you know if you're off stage for more than a week you're in trouble you know most comedians I've never done stand up but most comedians say they have to I actually heard this from Paul Mooney <laughs> he, said, he was talking about you, you know you got to stay on stage homie. um I was going to ask if you did stand up Yeah I yeah I've never I've never done stand up but but I I I understand the com- concept of keeping You know, always working on your craft. And so um, you're always trying to sharpen your skills. And so, uh, uh, you know, comedians, I know at least, you know, the great comedians try to try to work out as much as possible. So when you don't see them, you know, and they're not doing big tours, they're always usually at the smaller clubs. And even if they get up maybe once a week. That's the idea to just keep working on their stuff. You know, it's like going to the gym and working out, you know, you know, you don't don't go for months and months. It's like you, you can't go for, you know, months and months and months and months and months and not work out and then work out for like five hours. You know, you try to do, you know, as much as possible, maybe once a week or twice a week and, you know, work on those, those muscles and and keep that stamina up. So when it's ready, you know, they say when you, you know, if you, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no doubt let's give a shout out so I check my analytics
0: in like all the cities and countries that listen I shout them out so give a shout out to Clayton Nashville no doubt what's up Clayton Nashville Snellville Torrance LA Irvine Louisville Morgantown Paris Taylorsville Gaston so, shout out to all y'all shout that's listening. Shout out to listening. all y'all.
1: For sure, for sure. Appreciate the support and love, supporting this brother here. Thank you you know, supporting me. I love y'all. Keep doing it. Stay healthy. You know, live, live in, a, like I said, live in a high frequency. Keep building. Stay away from negativity. Take care of your health. Get your rest. Drink with a lot of water. You know, stay away from that junk food. Yeah, I talk about that over here. I've been yeah. um, I like alkaline water. Yeah. Oh my good. You're on, you you're on on the, on the on the right path for sure yeah. for sure brother definitely. And I've been uh. It's expensive. But, yeah. You know, but but it's good to you know it costs to eat eat healthier, but you'll it'll be better in the long run. I think.
0: I've been thinking about getting the little machine. Yeah. But uh, ninety nine cent store has like the little liters. Okay. Yeah. So I get that. Okay, okay. Yeah, I love 99 cents. Well, Me that's,
1: too. That's, that's my best friend.
0: Yeah. I talk about 99 Sister all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm balling on a budget around here, man. No doubt. Ain't no, no doubt, shame. No doubt. Uh, one thing I'm so happy about on Monday, college basketball s- started back. UK, we beat the number one team, Michigan State. So, shout nice. out to y'all. Nice. And then we, we beat Eastern Kentucky the other day by mm-hmm. like 40 points. So... I'm so happy! College sports is back. UK, we're looking good. We lost the football oh, yesterday. No. Oh man! We, uh, we was doing good and we just uh, messed it up. It's all good though. Okay. But um, I gotta like my neighbors. I'm pretty sure they gonna th- they gonna think I'm crazy because like the windows is open and like <laughs> I be I be, be yelling and like cussing and like, hey, like be what's excited. What's going on over there? Yeah, <clears throat> and like my dog, like I like yell and like. He'll just jump off the couch and like go like walk away. I'm like, you're not in trouble. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I just get amped up. I'm just. <laughs> he thinks yeah, I start yelling and cussing. He's right, like, right. oh, I'm getting away from him. No doubt, no doubt.
1: You're scaring the dog, man. Yeah, I'm like, man, chill, chill.
0: <laughs> but yes, I love my wildcat. So we looking good this year. You know yeah. the freshmen. No so hopefully we make it to the tournament and we do something this year. All right. so I'm, for sure, for sure. I know, like, oh. um, what do you think about Black Hollywood in terms of, um, just in, in general? Like, do they support each other?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a loaded question. I think we do. I think we, you know, I know I'm supportive, you know, when people are doing stuff, I try to go and support people and watch people and let people know. You know, I recently went to see, uh, uh, I'm trying to draw in a blank right now, Harriet. Harriet Tubman is great, that's out, you know, when they see us. Um, shout out to Ava DuVernay and uh, Casey Lemons actually wrote, excuse me, she didn't write, but she directed uh, Harriet. So yeah, I mean we you know, we had Black Panther, you know, we, we try to we definitely should we definitely support each other. I feel I do. I you know, I can't speak for anybody else, but I yeah. definitely when people are doing stuff, if they're doing plays or they're doing you know, and have movies out, I always let people know and do blasts about it, you know, go see this movie, support this movie. There was a great movie that uh, called Widows that, you know, I loved. Um, uh, with Viola Davis and actually Cynthia Rebo, who plays uh um uh, who plays Harriet is was was in it. A lot of people didn't see that movie, you know. Hmm. Uh, you know, I wish they would re-release that movie. Another movie I saw, which was called um, "Last Black Man in San Francisco," brilliant, 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 brilliant movie. These two young actors, I don't, I'm not familiar with them, but they were phenomenal. Danny Glover's in it. Um, Tashina Arnold. Uh, what's my man's name? I'm drawing a blank. Comedian. Mike. Uh, uh, Mike. My, 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 uh, anyway, I'm I'm drawing a blank right now. <laughs> it's I all good. Really, I can't believe. Can't believe I'm I'm drawing a blank on a brilliant comedian. Anyway, it's a great film uh, if you get a chance to see it. All right. So yeah.
0: Before we get out of here, um, you want to let the people know where they can find you at, where they can follow you?
1: Yeah, Sean uh, Sean Baker, uh, Facebook.com/Sean.Baker S H A U N Baker. Also, um, Instagram is uh, Sean Baker Actor S H A U N Baker Actor. Um, yeah.
0: All right, and I'll, I'll put that in, in the description, too. So, yeah, so I'll leave y'all. If you have a dream, you have a goal, go for it. Don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to the haters. Mike Epps,
1: that's his name. Mike Epps. I'm tripping. <laughs> Love you, Mike Epps. I just recently uh, seen him around town, but I saw him at a uh, concert recently. Uh, shout out to uh I ain't
0: never seen, I ain't yeah, ever met I him. Seen him.
1: Yeah, Mike Epps is good cool people, gifted. But he's the other person I was trying to think. Who Who was it? Mike Epps, Tashina Arnold, um, uh, Danny Glover, and these two young actors in uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco—phenomenal film. Oh. So I had to get that because it was gonna mess with me if I didn't mention it. Because he's he's gifted as well. But um, yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: Go after your dream. Um, don't listen to the haters. Don't listen to the naysayers. Um, if you if you have a uh, if your job if they um, I'm drawing I'm I'm drawing a blame too if your job. If they had a promotion, go after it. Don't let your little hater co worker get that. Yeah. You be their boss. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, Belief in yourself. That's right. That's everything. Uh, midterms is coming up. You in college, study hard. That's get right. your degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, high school? Nah, y'all finals, y'all midterms. Y'all, SATs. Got cu- y'all, got, y'all got a couple weeks before all that.
1: SATs, right? Five. Yeah. yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I want y'all to have a uh, good go ahead. Always give your best. That's right. Always, 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 always give your best. Give hundred and fifty percent. Because um you never know. Somebody's always watching and it and, and and also for your own self. You know, when you when you when you give your all, you can say, Man, I, I put it all out on the table and there's there's nothing left until I uh, you know, rejuvenate. But always give your best. Don't do anything half assed. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Be be if you whatever it is you want to do, you know, they say if you're gonna be a, a you know, a, a garbage man, be the best garbage man you can be. You know, somebody's gotta clean up the garbage, right? So And go, they make good money. People be make great, shitting on the garbage yeah, man. man. They they make great money. But but give your all in anything that you wanna do. And study whatever it is, study to to you know, to, to get educated on, you know, that which you have a passion for. That's right. You know, so you're prepared.
0: I want y'all to have a good week, a productive week for you to make that money. Yeah. I want y'all to have a fresh week. Yeah. And um, this ending is a working ending. I'm gonna get to uh, I'm gonna get to uh, uh, a proper ending eventually. I'm still working on it. I just be winging it every week. I don't know what I'm gonna be saying. I'm gonna I'm gonna write it down one day, but I well will just be freestyling it as y'all can tell. <laughs> Ain't no shame in my game. Right. But uh, for everybody out there that I like, I love, I trust. And I respect fresh vibes to you. Right. Everybody else. Uh. Yeah. One love. <laughs> One love. We'll see y'all next week or week at the next or whenever. Oh, yeah. Next week. Be good to yourself. Yeah. Next week. Uh, and the, the next person. The 17th is my birthday. I'm putting my cash app in Happy the description. Birthday, brother. <laughs> Won't y'all bless your boy. Happy birthday, brother. Thank you. I and appreciate it. it. We out of here. Peace.